What's up, crew? Welcome to Filming in Progress, the show that takes you backstage into the world of local businesses and the people who make them shine. I'm Aiden, founder of 2C Media, and I'm here to bring you the candid conversations that unravel the challenges, victories, and untold stories of those who dare to make their mark. We'll be delving into topics like innovation, leadership, and personal growth, providing practical insights you won't find in a business textbook. Grab your beverage of choice, kick back, and get ready to intake the wisdom of founders who have been there, done that, and are still hungry for more. Ready? Let's roll. get into it. Thanks for <laughs> <laughs> thanks for taking the time today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, let's start with a let's start with an easy one. Okay. Who is Corey Nesbor? That's not easy. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a guy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, a guy trying to help. I think that's kind of what brought me to where I am. But uh, I think first and foremost, trying to be a good man and hopefully share the skills that I got. I've collected over the years to help as much as possible, and that's that's me. Trying to help, you said. Help how? Help what? Uh, okay. Um, I think in in my particular circumstance, it's it's been in art. That's kind of the path that I found myself on. So I'm completely committed to that, all in. So along the way, just trying to help specifically with the people I meet uh, on that path. How'd you find art? How'd you have that all start? What's it bring me back to the earliest days of art in, in your world? Okay. Um, I'm a weird dude. <laughs> I think so my whole life it's been just like, you know, my imagination's always kind of run away with me and eventually got to a point where I was old enough I could start like actually physically creating the things that I was thinking about. So my whole life has kind of been art centric. Um, that's brought me, that's what brought me to Calgary. Uh, that was what, 1999, just out of school. Um, I was doing some graphic design stuff and kind of like on that path, started down that road. Uh, and then the company I worked for wasn't super solid. So I, I made some changes, I shifted gears and, and went into the trades actually. I became an electrician uh, and pursued that for a while. And I got to a point after uh, getting my master's and stuff, it was like it was a point to get back to who I was as a person, more things that more aligned with my value system. So I packed up my life. I moved to New Zealand. That was 2008. Uh, and that's where I started living like a really intentional life. It was doing all the things uh, that I felt were important, uh, that I that I believed in, that I was aligned with, specifically art, and started to paint and I, all kinds of weird random things. Um, but that's where art, I said, in a lot of ways found me. And it was kind of life telling me that this is exactly what you needed to do. Uh, so I used that moment, uh, I had ended up having a gallery show and found some success early on just with kind of shifting my life around. Uh, and it became very clear that's what I needed to do. So I came home, so went up north for three years, um, sacrificed everything so I could save a nest egg and then retired and went full in. So that's, that's how I got here. And every step of the way is kind of using those skills, like the trade skills and electrical stuff and all the construction background and just like the life lessons. 
of all of those like those challenges um, to to help and and make it a little bit easier on everybody else who's trying to do the same. Unreal, cool. So you moved to Calgary in '99 for art. Yes, graphic design specifically. Graphic design specifically, yeah. and that was that like an office job or what? It was, yeah. So uh, went. I grew up in Winnipeg, went to school, graduated, got out here for the design stuff, uh, and it was just for a local um, uh, media media spot. Nothing too exciting, you know. But it was the, my it was leaving home. It was all that like the life stuff, right? And that's kind of what got me here. And then it was you know it's been twenty x amount of years of just figuring out how to be a human. <laughs> And so you said in 2008, you moved to New Zealand yep. and you found intentionality is the word that you used, which yes. is really interesting. Can you, what, what did that look like? I was pursuing, like I have, I'm an ambitious guy. I think that's, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, you know, the ability to eat and have experiences and that kind of stuff, like that's very much a part of what kind of my DNA. Uh, so a lot of my path kind of led me down that road, right? It was like finding financial success. Uh, and it afforded like in the trades specifically really aligned with that and allowed me lots of experiences and opportunities and all that kind of stuff. But I realized that that wasn't the only definition of success. It was missing some fundamental pieces for me. Uh, so that's kind of where the New Zealand was a, a way, the New Zealand trip was a way to reset. And literally like I, I rebuilt a Triumph bicycle, like just kind of started digging into the things that brought me joy and it became less about finances and more just about living intentionally. And creativity for me is very much a part of who I am. And that's kind of the intention led down that road. Um, and as I started, as I chose the right path, I, I guess the one that best kind of aligned with me as a, as a person, um, the pieces started falling into place and it made it very clear that uh, that was the right thing to do. Right on. I feel like um, it's interesting because a lot of people talk about a similar idea to intentionality is the word that you use, and I really like that. I align with that. There's a lot of points throughout people's lives that they they find that moment that where it's like a moment of clarity or whatever it might be. Um, but sometimes after that happens, uh, it, you lose it. You know, you then you go back to, for example, you might come back to, to Canada, to Calgary, Alberta, whatever, um, and and then you lost that intentionality or it's not practiced every day. It's really hard work. It's, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, absolutely. It's fucking brutal, right? I think, I don't think the world is designed to support people doing the thing that they should be doing. I think the world is designed to do the thing that, that exists in the structure that currently exists, right? Like you just fit a peg, do your thing, you go to school, you get the job, you get the mortgage, you have the family, all that kind of stuff. And that is great. If that's who you are, cool, do it, right? But I feel like so many people are trying to fit into that mold, but they don't. But they, there's a struggle there. So the few people that break away, and I will say that there's a time, I think we are in a time where that is more commonplace. It's, it's more comfortable for more and more people to do it. And I think once you get to a critical mass of people exploring alternative ways to get through this world, it's just easier as a whole. So I think we are in a moment like that, which allowed me a little bit more... Um, freedom in doing that a little bit more kind of like a safety net because it wasn't so obscure like we're not talking about 1950 where that would have been outrageous right like I think nowadays especially with like how connected we are and just all that social media that kind of stuff it you can exist anywhere and still kind of have all of those pieces um, but it's so fucking hard right because every day 
there is like somebody's buying the new car, somebody's getting the mortgage or all the kind of things. And like, it just, it pulls you away from like a really intentional thing. If those aren't, because there's are so many different ways to pursue this and go through life, like all those distractions, whatever they are, they kind of muddy the water and they make it very hard to stay that path. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like that focus, I, I think it comes down to um, discipline is a big piece. Uh, and your commitment and hard work and all that stuff. Uh, and unfortunately, not lots of people, um, not a lot of people kind of are willing to sacrifice to get the thing that they really want. I think a lot of people, they'll sacrifice enough to get some of it, but they don't commit the whole way. And once you do, once they kind of you get, you break over that line, I think the sky's the limit at that point. And I think, and then it's, it's habits, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, it's so fucking hard. And so few people want to do it. To be honest, they, so few people truly want to do it. They say they want it, but they're not willing to do what it takes to actually have it. Yeah, absolutely. What are the, like, you know, day-to-day -day tips and tricks or, uh, you know, <laughs> nor North Star alignments? What, you know, how do you, how do you ensure that you're, you're maintaining that intentionality every day in what you do? I uh, gut checks for sure. I mean, that's just like a, like a little internal mechanism. Um, but I know when I'm procrastinating. You know, I know when I'm being lazy um, and that feeling makes me sick, to be honest. Like it's almost like a physical response. So in a lot of ways, I'm lucky uh, because it's like I don't feel well, like I feel ill. Um, and then honestly, like surround yourself with the right people. I think that's a huge piece of it. Like in this space, we are surrounded by so many people doing exactly the same thing, having exact same struggles in all their individual little niches, but we are all doing this together. So surrounding yourself by the right people, uh, it, you're not crazy all of a sudden, right? These are, these are real things. Everybody else is kind of doing them one way or another and we're learning and we're growing. Um, and uh, that definitely it makes it a lot easier. And then even peripherals, right? Like friends, family, all that kind of stuff too. Um, good people, it, it makes a big difference. Um, and honestly, just like shut up and get to work. Like so much of it is literally just get to work, like do the thing, like quit talking, quit dreaming as much as those things are valuable. Like you, you got to show up and do the work and even, and especially on the days you don't want to. Right? Exactly. That's, that's, that's when thing. it shows, right? Yeah. yeah. I love the idea that, you know, you're the only person that's in control of what you you can do, what you want to do. And, uh, yeah, we've talked about that off camera about extreme ownership concept. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I mean, again, exactly the right people, right? Like you literally shared a book that embodies that idea, right? Like, and again, another piece that helps support an individual's practice and how you grow, right? Like that's exactly what the space does. So that's a perfect example, right? So speaking about books, okay. tell me about the book. <laughs> We're going to talk about extreme ownership. No, not that one. The book. Oh, my, like my notebooks. Your book. Oh, okay. Um, there are 20, I think there's 20 of them, 21. Um, and that was, yeah, it was a stupid, drunken kind of like, I don't know, like adolescent thing. Uh, my buddies and I, we grabbed a notebook and we started uh, like just bumming around, going to house parties, like going down 17th Ave, whatever, having some beers, that kind of stuff. And we had this book and we started like walking up to random strangers and asking them to write whatever they wanted. And like some people are like, this is so weird. Like I'm in, yeah, I'll write something for sure. And somebody like, fuck you. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Get away from me. And like everything in between. Right. And at the beginning it became, it was like sort of like drunken kind of like scribblings and stuff like that. But every once in a while there was like something really genuine. It was like, oh man, like that was super rad. We like, and then it kind of like encouraged, like we got to do this again. 
And then just like meeting new people and kind of like working on like the delivery and stuff like that. And it kind of became a game in a little, in some ways. Um, it was a lot of fun, but we you know, kept going and kept going. And then one book turned into five and then five into 10. And eventually the book kind of took on a voice of its own. And it like, it became this really meaningful thing where like people actually had some really legitimate shit to share. And that book became the inspiration for my painting and for my work. And basically my job has become uh, sharing what people have shared with me. And like, there's two ways to look at that, right? Like a lot of people, I mean, not a lot of people, but some people could say, oh, you're just copying other stuff that people have shared with you and blah, blah, blah. And like, that's true, sure. But that's important. I think that's, I think there's something so positive about that, like something to lean into. Like we, why do this thing alone? Like we all have so much information and so much knowledge to share with each other to make it easier on everybody. Like, why don't we do that? So that's kind of what my job's become. Really cool. So, so you use like quotes from the book and in, in your work? Literally, yes. Yeah. So absolutely, very like literally, like if you, some of the work in the space and, and just my work in general, um, uh, very much words that are like I've used, like um, I could probably get in trouble for that too, I guess. And nowadays, um, but photocopies or whatever, or printing of like the actual handwriting, mm -hmm. um, just a way of like really making it very clear that this has been shared with me and now I'm sharing it uh, with everybody else. Um, but then, yeah, incorporating, I've always been a fan of typography. So incorporating typography and these ideas together was a lot of fun for me. Um, but yeah, it's very much, um, for me, that's the point. And so that whole process wasn't planned, right? Like the book was just a fun thing to do on the weekends when you're walking around 17. And 100%. Then became, so how did, what did your artwork look, look like before? Um, there was no artwork before that. I see. That was, so artwork for me as a kid was like high school art, like just like, you know, the curriculum stuff. Um, goofing around with like random sculptural stuff, um, soapstone carving, like nothing crazy, but just like being creative. Um, and then very much led into the design work. So computer-based layout, graphic design stuff. Uh, is, that's kind of what my art was. And then the shift and then refining and, and refining that stuff um, after years of like um, trade skills, working with my hands and kind of like creating like these real life things. So building frames and kind of elaborating on that stuff. And just I just became a lot more technical with, um, with building things. And that's kind of what brought me back into the painting, which is where I'm now. So, it's, It seems like a lot of your inspiration comes from people. Like you talked about uh, surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, uh, share something is is like a tagline of yours, is that? Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I guess that's kind of, that was sort of like I'd give business cards out when we were going around town and just being idiots. and. And share something was the idea for sure. Um, it's like we all have something to share. Like we all have an idea that kind of guides us, or maybe several, right? So that's sort of what it was. Is let's share these things. Let's share something with you know like the ten-year-old version of yourself. Like if we can inspire, let's do that. And so that's kind of it all ties together, I guess. Right on. So then, so you go through this journey yourself uh, from '99, then 2008 again. Uh, where, what is Neverland and where does that kind of fit into this journey? Um, okay. Yeah. Um, so I got back, uh, I built my own shop and I kind of, I got set up and I was practicing September 4th, 2013. I retired from everything and became an artist full time. And I started digging into that practice and working through all of like the ups and downs and like the self doubt and all the questions and all that kind of stuff, what it means to be 
uh, a full-time practicing artist because, like I said, it's fucking ridiculously hard. September 2013, you said? September 4th, 2013, Labor Day long weekend. So uh, 10 years ago. 10 years ago, yeah. Wild. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy, like how time flies and that kind of stuff, right? Um, but as I was getting into my practice and obviously learning so much very quickly because you just have to, um, I realized pretty early on that I had more in my tank. Uh, there was just like the practical skills that I had with when it comes to construction, etc. Um, there was just more uh, for me to give. And I, I was in a house uh, in Southwest Calgary and it was me and my practice. And it was like, this is, I'm wasting space. Like I, I can help people. I have space to accommodate people. I can, and so that kind of like really shifted, I guess, set me down the path of wanting to do more. Um, and that's when I kind of, I went over into Marta Loop and sort of kind of helping around a little bit with the studio there, which dissolved because the building got torn down. And, and that was a sort of, that was the roots for Neverland. Uh, and I think we got really lucky in the sense that, not lucky, but fortunate, um, the physical infrastructure of this space allows us to help lots of people, right? So whether we knew what we were doing or not, um, we had studios to fill, we had space that was vacant, and all of a sudden, you know, four artists turned into 20, which turned into 50, uh, and now we've got 30 people on the wait list, and it's just like that, the core of wanting to help has just has grown, and it's clear that it's important, so that's kind of kept us going. Awesome. How does the, uh, how'd you come up with the name? Where'd the name come from? Um, it was Kelly, it was funny. Uh, we were just sitting around, um, and we probably drank a little bit more around here than we were, than we should uh, when we were figuring things out, and that's how things grow, I guess. Um, but it was just like we don't want, like we don't want to grow up, right? Um, so Neverland, right? Peter Pan, uh, and it's funny because at that time that made a hell of a lot of sense. And interesting now, like the evolution of this project, it's exciting to think that we actually are growing up. Like I think we've kept the innocence, we've kept that kind of the the creative playfulness, but we're also becoming professionals. And to see not only this project, but the artists in this space um, grow in their practice and become more professional and self-sustaining. And like, you know, the fact that you can be an artist and have a mortgage, you can be an artist and you get to eat food every day. You know what I mean? Like these ideas, like they're not just for bankers and lawyers and doctors and all that kind of shit. It's like you get to do exactly what you want to do and you get to be as successful as anybody else, any traditional measure of success. Right. Um, so to see all of those pieces and everybody kind of growing together, it, it's pretty cool. So like maybe a rebranding, I don't know, but it, it's exciting that we've, how far we've come from where we started. So which it's, it's pretty cool to be, uh, to have seen that happen. No doubt. Um, for those who don't know, can you give like a, a little overview of what Neverland does? Currently? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. hundred percent. So, uh, Neverland is a nonprofit arts foundation. And our, basically, we provide studio space. So safe, affordable, accessible studio space. Um, the hotel specifically, it's got 26 studios, and it's filled with all varying disciplines of art. Uh, but Neverland as a whole, it's our responsibility to help support and empower artists in those spaces uh, to develop their practices and whatever that is. So um, we've got an event space, which allows artists to basically the hotel, if that's the working dirty space, that's the ideation, that's the creation, that's the get messy and come up with something weird. And then we've got the event space next door, which allows artists to connect, then connect with their patrons in the community, et cetera, et cetera. 
our intention is to support uh, not only the growth of people's practices, but then also uh, community as well, specifically through connection, right? Connect, being, providing the connection points for all of these people to get together, create, collaborate, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, in a nutshell, that's kind of what we do. Uh, we're expanding into programming. So there are more ways where we can provide educational moments where we can start bringing in, um, you know, like high school uh, to start kind of like filtering. If you think of like a succession plan, as far as bringing artists, you know, the up and comers into these environments to kind of get a better sense of what a practicing artist's career looks like. Uh, working with AU Arts for the same reasons, right? Like a transitional piece from being in school to then being a, a, a full-time artist. Uh, so because of the foothold that we kind of have in, in the studio space and kind of what that looks like, we've been afforded the opportunity to expand and really start bringing more pieces in. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. In a nutshell. In a nutshell, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. I mean, we've, we're fortunate enough, like 2C's, you know, been in the space for a long time. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's funny because as you were talking about, you know, share, like helping is, is, like you said, is what you're all about. Um, and that's true not only for yourself, you've helped us in the space plenty, but also everybody embodies that that kind of mentality, I think, you know. Um, and everybody's got crazy ideas when we need something built or whatever, it's it's done the next day and, you know, it's it's awesome. And what I really appreciate about that too is that, um, first of all, you guys being here and, and witnessing your guys' growth has been amazing. Um, but also all like these crazy ideas that we all have, all of a sudden aren't that crazy. Right. It's like, wait a second, like anything you can imagine is real. Like you come up with this thing and it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, we can like why we're here in the first place right now having this conversation is just like an idea that you guys had and you're developing it. And it's awesome. You know what I mean? Like we've had the freedom to explore these things that maybe are just on the fringes and are actually pretty damn solid and we need to be doing them. Right. And so it's just it's been a lot of fun to be a part of that stuff. So build, building, building anything, um, you know, is you, you always have these expected outcomes, um, you know, like providing studio space, providing a space where people, artists can thrive and, you know, figure, figure their lives out and, and, and progress to the next level, whatever that case may be. Hopefully, right? <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> um, I'm curious, uh, is there any, are there any unexpected outcomes uh, that, you know, you wouldn't have anticipated would have been the case when starting Neverland, um, but, you know, for better or worse? <laughs> that's that's a good question. Um, the amount of work, I think that was unexpected. I think in some ways, at some level, art is kind of an easy breezy thing, and this project has been anything but. Um, it's been really hard. It pushes you to levels that you never like. The amount of commitment that it requires, um, in lots of ways, it's unsustainable. Yeah, I think how hard this thing has pushed and how much we have all sacrificed to get it to a point where it doesn't have to be such a sacrifice. Um, I don't think anybody would have expected how deep in the well we had to go. Um, but we did in a lot of ways. Obviously, there's so much more to do, um, but it gave us a good baseline. And, and now we get to build from that. And I think for the first time, like this project is, is positioned in such like to really affect positive change. I think we, in, I mean, every minute up until now, we, we have, we've done our best for sure. There's no question. I will never take that away from anybody. It's, it's been amazing. Um, but I think they're like, we're at that moment where we're growing up a little bit, right? Um, which is like the next steps in the future. It's really exciting. Uh, and like, it just, it's kind of palpable in a lot of ways, at least for me. I think, yeah, I, I can't express the amount of sacrifice that, uh, 
that went into getting us this far. And there's no way to anticipate that. But I, there, it was met with a willingness to see it through. So fortunately, we got this far. You ever second guess? Every day. <laughs> I mean, I think that's it. It's, it's helpful, right? If you're not asking yourself questions, you're fucked. You know what I mean? Like if, you, if you're not reevaluating your position, if you're not thinking of a better way to do something, why do it at all? I think that's complacency and you're going to fail. Um, so yeah, every day. And I, 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 I appreciate it. Like I'm grateful for that. The, even the chance that we, we have been afforded an opportunity to allow ourselves to ask that question. Like how can we be better, right? Like, like we've, yeah, most people just head down, do the thing. And, you know, 20 years you wake up and you're like, ah, oh, man, like if we would have like taken a, a pause, we made a, you know, a little pivot, that word's so great. Um, fuck you, pivot. <laughs> <laughs> like the classic COVID pivot. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like at COVID was a great example of like, let's take some pause and, oh man, have we made mistakes? Um, but it allowed us an opportunity, like an honest opportunity to try and address them. And did we get that right sometimes? No. A lot of the times we got really wrong actually. Uh, but again, like honestly looking at that and be like, okay, like we don't, we can't make that mistake again. Um, and we get to be better. And then it's kind of like that becomes a part of like the day-to-day communication. It's like, is this the right way to do things? Is there a better way? Like we've got a strategy meeting um, this weekend actually specifically about that, right? Like it's like, let's start mapping the future. Like we've learned so much. Let's take that data and let's, you know, let's be better every day. So I love it. Awesome. Is there a failure that you've you've experienced uh, throughout the time at Neverland that you're comfortable talking about? Comfortable talking about? Uh, there's, there's, <laughs> um, there's plenty of failures. Um, oh man, that's tough. That's. I think a lot of it, like, I mean, broad strokes, communication, I think, is something that, and in, in every capacity, has been something where we've we've sucked really good. <laughs> Suck we've, really good. We've, I like we've that. made, you know, like pretty bonehead moves and they come from honest places. I think, you know, you do something like an example for this project specifically is we released the code of conduct to the studio. And that's like on the surface, that is a no brainer, good thing to do. Right. It, 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 it very clearly identified how we hope people uh, treat each other. They treat the space, they interact here uh, and move forward. And also, um, provided um, <laughs> um, all kinds of connection points for like anonymous feedback and resolution strategies and all this kind of stuff. And it was like, it made a lot of sense. It was super, it seems like, and it is, it is a super valuable document. But the way we rolled it out didn't make a lot of sense. So it came, at, it, it just came out of nowhere and it shocked people, right? And it put people off because it just, well, like, what have I done wrong to deserve this document, right? And like that is something just simply corrected by communication. And that's like being open about that would have saved us all kinds of headache. And, and you think about that in every, like when we adjusted our leases, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like um, clear communication is massive. And I mean, every day, like we suck at it pretty good still, <laughs> but it's getting better, right? Even the way I said that, like we got lots of work to do, but um, we're, we're aware. And it's an intentional um, point to, of improvement. Right on. What does the future of Neverland look like? I know that's a tough question, uh, but... It's good. I mean, like, again, the strategy meeting, right? Like, so even anything I say right now, it's going to change in a week. Yeah, exactly. 
But um, one thing that I can comment on, regardless of the specific pieces, is permanence. Um, that is the absolute first, not the first, but um, the most important thing for me personally, as for the project, it's important. I am tired of, we're dealing with it right now as a city, the green lines coming through some neighborhoods, Ramsey specifically, which is predominantly artist space or just like a weird creative community and spaces are getting knocked down. Uh, artists are losing their space. So to continue this project without permanence is nonsensical in my opinion. Um, so I would say that being a permanent part of the conversation, working with the city, um, developing a plan to ownership where this gets where there's security in that, whether you can actually with that security, then you can start developing bigger ideas too. Um, so for me, I think that's probably top of mind so that tomorrow we don't get a random email saying, hey, you got 30 days because the building's getting bulldozed because we're putting in, I don't know, something that's on art studio, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and like, it's the story as old as time. Like you think of like Brooklyn and all that kind of stuff, just like artists come into a neighborhood, they make it look cool. You know, all of a sudden, you know, you can, you can profit off that. The developers come in and kick everybody out and blah, blah, blah. So we want to have equity in this community and, and grow with it forever. So would you say the location of, you know, where Neverland uh, is currently is important? I, yeah, I think I, I do actually. Um, we got, I think we got lucky just because of how the cards kind of fell. Um, but it's rad, the community is amazing. Like you walk down the street and you probably know three or four people from the neighborhood just because everybody's kind of like, we're all creatives. We're all doing the same kind of, um, we are all living these intentional kind of regular life adjacent lives, right? And that, that's a wonderful thing. I think Ramsey's just kind of become a community full of these kind of misfits and we're yeah moving along together. It's pretty cool. How do you balance, um, you know, everybody's got a lot going on. I'm always curious to know, you know, is there, you know, you've got your personal life, you've got your, your art, you've got your involvement in Neverland, and I'm sure there's a bunch of other things, you know? Golf. Golf, yeah, yeah absolutely. The most important, right? Most but, important. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, how, do you, how do you balance all of that? I know, like, people talk about a work-life balance, which, you know, is different for everybody. That term is technically incorrect for a lot of people. What, is that, what does that whole idea look like to you? Yeah, um, actually, this conversation I was having recently uh, with another artist in the space. Um, and she was saying, Karen was saying that, um, she's like, that's bullshit. And I, I'm like, okay, tell me more. She's like, for her, and I think I align in this way too, is it's more cyclical, right? It's like you're all in on this one thing, and then you're all in on the next thing, and then you're all in on the next thing, and then you get back to the first thing again. And it just goes around and around and around. I don't know if you can do one hour of everything in a day and then just do that every single day endlessly. I think it's more like you're committed to the one thing that leads into the next thing, and then the cycle continues. Um, So I very much aligned with that. Um, But balance in the the day-to-day, in making time for yourself, in like treating, like being healthy, eating well, that kind of stuff, Uh, you know, waking up and going to bed at regular times and blah, blah, blah. Um, It's tough. Oh man, I don't know if I do it, to be honest. I think I strive to. Um, but it's hard, especially like this is, it's entrepreneurship, right? Like in every step of the way and like you finish one job that you're lucky to have in a lot of ways because you've worked hard to earn that thing. And so lucky, maybe bad work, fortunate for sure. 
but then th that project is done and then there's like all of the other like there's the administration that comes up after it right and there's like you know this probably better than anybody and it never ends right because then it's all oh, man but i still got to squeeze this thing in and then oh yeah and then there's a family and oh oh man there's food and there's i like, got a shower and oh and like it, it doesn't stop uh so i don't know for me i think it's like finding a struggle that i'm worth dying for and accepting it for me that's kind of what it's been um just because it's yeah as as we intentionally work towards solutions to make all of this easier that the any gap that we create is going to be filled with something else so again lots of questions kind of revisiting like are we making mistakes are we doing this the right way how do we be better um like those constant check-ins uh but then also like just acknowledging that it's it's a lot of work so i'm being okay with that yeah yeah it sounds like passion is a is a, is a driver for you yeah that's uh, yeah like and, it, it, yes and i i hope it's for everybody <laughs> right like without it man what's the point totally right i life's too short and all that kind of stuff but um just the world is better if you're happy in it right like just like the way you go to the grocery store and interact with somebody who maybe you're like you're reaching for like the last tomato i don't know you know what i mean like would you want to be a dickhead in that moment or do you just want to be like chill right and i think if you've got passion in the things that you're doing and you're happy in your life and obviously it's not always easy you're going to have bad days um but yeah do the thing that you you want to do believe in it and things get easier so on you as a person as the people around you life in general right like it's just yeah i'd rather do it that way fuck the rest where do you where do you find fulfillment how do you find fulfillment in all these different things all these different aspects of your life um this is a great example um i think every day honestly um being here every day having weird conversations about weird ideas about things that maybe aren't even that weird and once you start talking about the actually there's super solid rad thing and like let's do that mm -hmm. it's that quick right like you just like frame of mind shifted a little bit working through problems um yeah that trumps bad word that's worse than pivot now actually <laughs> but that like that means more to me um than the other struggles and like you know what i mean it's just like we're in this thing and it's real we are doing something um pretty special right? and it's it's not outrageous like it's kind of needs to be done. So the fulfillment is every day. It's like the most random of things, right? It's like, hey, if you reorganize the furniture in your studio a little bit, you're going to maximize your square footage and you can you'll be able to actually do this other thing over here too. Like something that's stupid versus like kind of ideating about a painting or like a color scheme or a composition or whatever, right? Or like lit almost anything. Um just the fact that being surrounded by creatives, working through these ideas, problem solving, um every day. And yeah, and and as far as like personal life and and family and friends and stuff like that, I'm I'm pretty fortunate to have a really good group that way. So, like those things are those aren't even issues. Like that's that's those are just checkboxes. You know what I mean? Like those are check marks for sure. Mm -hmm. So, it's just like how how do I go out in the world and be the best version of myself? How do I help as much as I can? Um and grow as much as possible so that it's easier to help the next time and the next time and the next time and and I'm fortunate enough I could kind of do that every day and 
And every day is awesome that way, right? Even when it's not, because I'm on, I'm on the path that I should be on. And it's always going to be okay that way. Right on. I've been lucky enough to experience the uh, the Neverland community or the you know the the community in general that exists not only within these walls but outside. You know, mm -hmm. I, I when I refer to the Neverland community or you know think about it, it's it's not just the people that are in the space. It's it goes a lot beyond that. Uh, how important is community to be both you and Neverland as a project, mm -hmm. and um, and uh, how do you foster that? Good question. Um, man, I got an itchy nose, sorry. I gotta, I gotta get that out of the way. <laughs> sorry. Um, you derailed the whole thing. I know, I, I, I do that sometimes. Um, community is so vital. However, it is a catchphrase bullshit word most of the time. And what I mean by that is so many people use it as a catch-all for all of these great, wonderful things. And it's bullshit. Like community is connection. It is meeting somebody 50-50. You gotta meet in the middle. It's not, I need you to do this thing for me and I'm gonna say thank you, or maybe not even say thank you, but it's gonna help me do this other thing and I'm gonna go be a part of something. Like, fuck that. Like meeting in the middle and actually being committed to each other and a common goal. Right? I think that's where community, personally, for me, that's where that exists. Um, and then it's that idea multiplied. And like you're taking a little bit over here, you've learned a little bit here, and that goes over to the next person and then the next person. And, and I think there's a real, something like a groundswell of organic growth that way when everybody's kind of invested together. Um, and it's a fragile thing too. Um, it, can be, it can be pulled apart very quickly. I mean, COVID was a horrible thing for so many reasons. And I think specifically, I mean, there's obvious reasons, but it also pulled us away from each other. Uh, and it, so I think there's like, that's what, two and a half years of, of creating bad habits. So kind of getting back into those pieces where we're getting back together, doors are opening up, et cetera. It's more normal to kind of be going out and doing social things again, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. And then as far as this project, um, again, I, like it's everywhere. People are like, we're creating opportunities for groups to connect to new groups and, you know, kind of like the spark of ideas are kind of being transferred, et cetera. Um, and meeting in the middle. I think, yeah, it's, I really dislike the word community and I probably sound like an asshole for saying that out of context. But in context, it's, it's a word that people use way too loosely um, because so many people want to be a part of something or expect something to be given to them, but they're not actually investing in themselves. And that's where the breakdown happens in my opinion. And I've seen it, I mean, I've seen it here, I've seen it just in regular life. And I'm hopeful that as Neverland grows uh, forward, that everybody's kind of rowing in the same direction, right? Like that we're in this together, we're meeting in the middle. And, and I, I think as far as community and connection, I'm, that's kind of where I, I hope we we are, and I, I hope it, um, we stay there. So remind me not to say community, pivot, or Trump, right? <laughs> yes. That, I've got to run in tally We got to scratch those off the list. <laughs> those are terrible. That and moist. That's also, put that on the list. That's a terrible word. Okay, we got four. <laughs> moist is added. Um, are there any practices or healthy habits that you, you practice that uh, enable you to, you know, um, just maintain a positive attitude in, in everything that you do? Uh, I don't. 
I don't have a positive attitude with everything I do. <laughs> no way. Like, I think like, oh man, life kicks you in the ass, right? Like it's, again, this is really hard. Um, I mean, life in general is really hard. I don't care what you do. Um, and I, you take your licks. I think that's a part of it, but it's an acceptance of that. You know what I mean? Like uh, something bad happening to us. And I, you guys have experienced something that could have been very uh, business changing. And I mean, you get, you take your licks, you manage, you work through it, you know, and, and, and you grow. Um, I think that's part of it. I think it, it, you're allowed to have bad days, right? You're allowed to, you know, not be 100% or, you know, be happy all the time, but um, checking in with yourself, right? And, and making sure um, that even if you're not doing okay, it's still okay. And, and accepting that. I think it makes it easier. I think it's something you said earlier too, but it's something, it's how you carry yourself in the low days that kind of. Yeah. Right. It's like the peaks and valleys, right? You try and knock off the bottom a little bit. Um, and even the tops too, right? You can't get too high. Like that's, you know, like if you're riding in cloud nine and like that's unsustainable just as much as being depressed all the time. So really trying to find that middle, um, and just end balance in, in yourself if you can, if, even if you can't, um, with the day to day of everything. Because at the end of the day, that's all you really have control of anyways, right? Um, it's kind of how we respond to, to all the, the things that life throws at us. Mm-hmm. So just try not to be an asshole, I guess. Which is not easy sometimes. <laughs> it's very easy to be an asshole. Yeah. Definitely. Um, is it, as, as an artist, you know, it's, it's funny that people always have these, say, like, saying, like, uh, a starving artist, that sort of thing. Is it, you know, because you dev- never really know what the next day is going to bring. I, th- I feel like that's true for a lot of different industries and practices and that sort of thing. But um, it's heavily associated with art. Um, how, does, how does that feel for you? How do you, how do you navigate that, that unknowingness of potentially when the next commission is going to come in or whatever the case may be? I think it's gross. I think that idea is gross. I think... Starving artists, it's bullshit. I think it's a scapegoat idea. I think if I say that about my practice, then that means that I'm, ta- I'm letting myself off the hook for actually showing up and doing the work. It's like, this is the way it's supposed to be, right? I'm not supposed to, you know, find financial success. I'm, you know, I'm just supposed to be kind of like, I don't know, in the peripherals. I, I don't know, it's gross. I think it's... I actually really kind of hate that idea. No, that's good. I think, well, I think that, that kind of, that kind of translates into everything that you do is the idea that, 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 that shouldn't exist. And, and, you know, I, I hope so. Yeah. I do think it's complete bullshit. Yeah. Um, because we, yeah, I think we all know how hard we're working. We can, we, we know it, whether we say it out loud, whether we acknowledge it or not, like you feel that every day. And if you've got another gear, then find it. And if you don't, don't complain because that's on you. That's maybe a little bit harsh, but. That's good. No, the harsh is the, the honest reality is what we're looking for here. It's, it's awesome. Awesome. That's it. I really appreciate your time. You nailed it. <laughs> I don't know. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. This is fun. I don't know. It's weird too, right? Um, yeah, I'm grateful. Like it's, it's so cool. Like I, like, so our personal moment, right? Like you guys coming to Neverland and finding a basement. We were talking about this earlier today, like literally considering moving into a basement with your practice that was full of like random dressers from like three different renovations of like a very seedy hotel. Yeah, yeah. 
like spray paint on the walls, like not like one kind of like flickering light bulb, yeah. like an Barely. absolute Smoke shit. On the ceiling. Yeah, right. Like an absolute dumpster fire of space. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys took a chance and you saw opportunity and, and to see you grow and to what you've like to be here now. Right. And to, you know, to kind of be alongside you with that. It's um, it's amazing. So I'm, yeah, I'm super grateful that we get to do this and thanks for having me. And, yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah, it's, I think we're fortunate. I agree with you 100%. It's always interesting to kind of see those, you know, the behind the scenes, the drivers. You know, you don't have, you don't, you don't get to those by not having these conversations, right? Um, and and like you mentioned early, it, it's it's those fundamentals, it's those those beliefs and those those daily practices that kind of uh, shape who you are, what you do, all of these different things. And it's been really interesting, kind of deeper diving into those and you know some of the things that that I've seen you do and the way that you conduct your business, yourself, everything like that. Um, is all justified by individual experience and everything that's happened. So really cool. It's been cool. And I will say uh, a thank you to you and everybody here, to be honest, because I think we all are shaping each other's kind of path, right? Like we're in our habits and our experiences because we're like, we're in this together. Right. Um, And I'm kind of a competitive person, uh, but the idea that like we're all, we're all growing and, you know, kind of your trials and tribulations and the things that you're going through there, those are shaping my trials and tribulations, right? And everybody else in the space too. Um, because we're, we're, even if we like acknowledge or not, we're all learning together. And the fact that um, we are already where we are is, is pretty exciting. So thank you. Competition with collaboration. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's definitely a thing. Awesome. Well, thank you.